right wing side. Carries into the high slot. Took the shot. Scores. Oh, and it beats Stein through a lot of traffic. And it's 4-1 Minnesota State with 16.52 to go. From BLC Studios in Mankato, Minnesota, this is the Maverick Hockey Live Podcast. Presented by Duncan. With your host, Shane Frederick. This is the Maverick Hockey Live Podcast. Presented by Duncan. My name is Shane Frederick. I'm your host. And joining me this week is Minnesota State freshman forward Christian Fitzgerald. Hi, Christian. How are you doing today? Pretty good. Thanks to yourself. I'm doing great. Thanks for joining us this week. Good to have you on. Good to have one of the young faces on. We had, uh, you might be the first freshman this year. I know we had Keenan Rancier on earlier, not technically a freshman, but he he only played one game last year. So (laughs) good to have the youngsters on. Yeah, thanks for having me. Absolutely. Um, Christian's off to a good start for the Mavericks in his career. Uh, he's got uh, eight goals, eight assists for 16 points, played in 27 games. He's sixth on the team in scoring and helping this team out on an eight-game winning streak after uh, an impressive sweep at Ferris State this past weekend, uh, winning 4-1 and 5-1. Um, Christian, just let me ask you about that week, the, the weekend sweep. Obviously, they came to Mankato and swept you guys in December I'm sure you probably felt like six points was really important to get just based on what had happened uh, against that same team, or, um, you know, a month and a half earlier. Yeah, no doubt. I think we had a bit of a chip on our shoulder going into Ferris this past weekend. And uh, obviously we, we knew what they did to us in our home barn and uh, I guess wanted to repay the favor in there. So uh, it was a huge six points for us. And I think we've been uh, trending in the right direction as of lately. Uh, you know, those those games are tight and, you know, early on in, in both of them in, in a tough building to play in, a small rank, kind of a band box. Um, but you guys had really strong second periods in both games. What, what, what do you think the difference was in kind of flipping that switch uh, in the middle frame? Yeah, I think we've just been defending super hard. We haven't really been giving up too many grade A opportunities. And uh, with that, I think we've been uh, just taking advantage of, I guess, how few opportunities you've been giving up and then, uh, starting to capitalize some more on the offensive side. You, uh, I, I know you've kind of moved around the lineup a little bit uh, this year. Um, you know, different lines, uh, different spots. Uh, I think you were moved back to center. Center your natural position. Is that kind of the future for you? Or I know you played some some wing on the top line, and uh, Simon Tassi got healthy. He was uh, ended up being a winger on a top line, and uh, you were moved down, but you were moved to a center spot, which is obviously an, an important position. Is that uh, kind of where you're looking at your game or just wherever you can help the team? Yeah, I think right now it's just the biggest thing is being flexible. Uh-huh. Uh, wherever the coach kind of needs me to to go, that's where I'm going to go and try and put my best foot forward each weekend. So uh, I think right now the biggest thing is just kind of not really having any uh, expectations kind of going into each week and just kind of see where, where the lines are shaping up and then uh, try and do my best and uh, help the team win. What's the transition been like for you as a as a first year player, first year college player, first year uh, Minnesota State player? Um, you know, obviously uh, being able to put up some points and, and do some good things out there, and uh, but you know, never an easy transition for for a player. What 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 has it been like? You know, going back to when you first arrived in Mankato. Yeah, it wasn't easy. I think the uh, the summer here was kind of difficult for me. I had shoulder surgery that ended my season a little short last year, which was a uh, frustrating way to end the the junior career um and then just trying to work my hardest i guess to get back to 100 percent healthy for when the <clears throat> uh, season came around this year so 
I think just trying to focus on making sure I was a hundred percent healthy before anything else. And then kind of coming in with no expectations and just trying to take it day by day. Um, and I, when, when did you first get recruited by Minnesota state? When, when, when did that, uh, tr- uh, start? And, you know, just, I just want to ask you a little bit about your junior career after that, but when, when did the process start with uh, the Mavericks? Uh, that was back in 2020, uh, after the, our playoffs actually got sh- shut down due to COVID. Right. Uh, started talking with Darren blue actually uh-huh. and built a pretty strong relationship with him. And then, uh, things kind of grew through that and. Uh, yeah, I think I ended up committing in November of 2020. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so where were you playing in, uh, 1920? I was in Surrey in the BCHL. Okay. And then you played one more, one more season there. Yeah. One more season in Surrey and then, uh, decided to go to the Tri-City in the USHL for my uh, last year. Well, what's interesting and, in, and, in, uh, where it looks like, you know, you, you're having, you're having some comfort on the ice in the college game, um, is the is going back to those those two last two junior seasons anyway, where because of COVID, um, you only played 19 games in uh, in the, in 2021, right? It looked like they put you guys in pods, the, yeah, the, the different, different pods. You were your pod MVP, <laughs> I guess. So, yeah. <laughs> um, I'm just reading, you know, got that off your bio, and then the following year you played in 29 games, and that must have been because of the shoulder injury that yeah. that, that cut things short. So. You know, not a ton of games compared to a lot of players who you know play a couple of years in junior hockey coming into the college game. Um, do you think that made a, a difference from you in a transition transition wise, or or what do you rely on to to kind of get through that? Yeah, I mean, obviously it was difficult not playing as many junior games, I guess, as I wanted to. Uh, having, a, I guess, all three of my seasons cut short in in junior hockey, but uh, I felt right. confident where my game was at that I was ready to kind of make that jump to the uh, college level. What was the, what were your, what, you know, when you started first talking to coach blue um, and, and getting into the recruiting process, what, what did you know about Minnesota state? What was your, your impression of what, you know, when they started calling you, did you know much about them at the time? Had you paid much attention to, to where you might want to play college hockey or did you start researching things or, or how did that work out? Yeah, I saw their uh, how successful the, their program had been, and uh, I guess kind of on the rise at the time when I was talking to them. Uh, uh, from the way that it looked, it was looked like they're kind of turned into being a really top notch program, and uh, I found a lot of excitement in that, and uh, it was definitely something I wanted to be a part of. And uh, when uh, you know, I, I hear a lot about what it's like, you know, for players who, you know, get recruited and then, you know, you play a couple, you know, you might play one year in junior hockey or they might ask you to play another year. You kind of have a, a timeline set up for, for when you'll come here so that you can be ready to be successful right off the bat, which you have been. Um, what has that been like? What was that like uh, through that process, uh, getting to know the coaches, uh, Coach Kanat? I, I assume once uh, Bluey left, it was uh, – Coach Kirkland a little bit. Uh, um, what you know? What was that process like? Because I, I hear a lot about you know kind of the strong relationship that they try to keep with with their committed players and their their signed players uh, long before you end up uh, you know starting your college career. Yeah, no doubt. I think uh, the recruitment process is a little different for me, uh, having been through all of COVID. Um, I didn't get to go down on any visits, and right, right. so all of the relationship building was done through through Zoom. Um, but I, I was super uh, comfortable with the relationship I'd built with Bluey and uh, that progressed with Coach Hastings and Nodder and 
uh, I was super happy with the decision I made. Yeah, I kind of <laughs> forgot about that part too, where you're you're playing in a pod. Everything's uh, pretty much uh, uh, left to those, uh, those those small circles of, of people. So yeah, of course, there's no coaches coming in to watch you play. They're watching film. They're watching. They're breaking down tape of you instead of watching you in person. So just as you're adjusting your life to Zoom, they're adjusting the way they recruit to Zoom, I suppose, too, and yeah. try to find a way to. Uh, that might be a good question to ask a coach someday about what the difference is between watching a guy on tape and watching a guy, you know, sitting in the stands. Right. <laughs> um, yeah, and then that puts more onus on you as, from a schedule standpoint too, right? Everybody's arranged, trying to arrange times to talk. And Yeah, no, it was good though. I, once I made my decision, I mean, I was in contact with Blue. I think it was, it was either Blue or not, or it was like once a week I yeah. was on the phone with them and, Obviously, it was a little difficult because we weren't playing games at the time. So uh, just trying to make the most out of the practices and take advantage of that uh, <clears throat> extended off-season, I guess. And Right. Yeah, what did you do in, in, those, in that extended time? Just, was that just a lot of skating on your own or skating with a few people or just working out? Or Yeah, we were in Surrey, we were still running skates. We were skating like twice a day. So we were on the ice all the time. And uh, I felt like I took advantage of that that period of time where you're not playing you're not playing games but really allows you to hone in on the skills that you really need to improve on and I think translated to once we did start playing games I really felt I took big steps and uh I guess areas where I found I was weak the year prior seems like you have to put you know quite a commitment to that to kind of make that you know to to figure that out a little bit and say this I got to be able to take advantage of whatever whatever ice you have however you're going to play because Everybody wants to play games, right? Yeah, it was difficult. Obviously, there was so much unknown with that entire year, and uh, I guess just trying to take advantage of every day. Yeah. So uh, when, when they put you in a pod, are you playing the same teams? Is it just a just a handful of teams, three, four teams that are all playing each other over and over, or what? How did that work? Yeah, it was just uh, us, Surrey, uh, Coquitlam, and uh, Powell River. So we 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 played <laughs> each team ten times, and that that was the pod season, and we're playing felt like every other day <laughs> uh, i assume you, you probably get a little tired of playing each other probably try to might, might be uh, easy for uh, hard feelings to, to carry over from game to game a little bit yeah no doubt it's pretty funny i think uh as the pod went along it was pretty competitive we played them so many times and <laughs> yeah no it was good though I, I was just happy to get some games in Did you get to know are any of those players i, I you know playing here or that, that you know of playing college hockey kind of yeah, close to some of those players. Yeah, obviously, uh, got pretty close with my team in Surrey throughout the yeah. that year because we weren't really able to hang out with too many other people. So we were uh, pretty grateful for the time we had at the rink each day, um, and I felt like connections and relationships grew a ton through that. It's a good league. It's a competitive league, but you made the jump uh, or made the move anyway to the USHL uh, to play for Tri City. What was uh, what was that like, or what was what did you feel like the difference was, or could you tell? I mean probably a little difficult to tell. I mean, you'd played two years earlier in Surrey too, but uh, to go from that, that pod to uh, uh, a fuller schedule, at least until you're, until you got hurt. But uh, what, what, what was that like? What did you notice any big difference between those leagues or style of play or, you know, kind of what was to come? Yeah. I felt like the uh, USHL was a little more comparable to the, uh, to college hockey. Uh, I felt like going to the USHL for a year would really help me round out my game and, uh, I think it did just that, and I had a great experience last year in Tri-City. 
what would you describe about your game? What, what's what you know? What are your strengths? What do you what do you kind of rely on? You know, what uh, what should people notice when they're looking at number three out there on the ice? Uh, I think the probably the biggest two things is my skating and my hockey IQ. Yeah, I'd say that's probably the the two things that stand out the most. And then uh, I think I got a pretty good shot and you know, try and utilize that more as the as the season progresses here. It's kind of nice to see. I mean, you know, you know, freshmen come in sometimes, and you you wonder if how willing they are to shoot the puck and uh, how tentative they are, or how they. Uh, you know, or if guys come in and maybe a pass first. I, I know it, it's interesting. I mean, Coach Hastings talked about that. Your teammate, uh, David Celia, not afraid to shoot the puck. A guy who's got uh, 20 goals already uh, this season. And um, and uh, it, it's it's always odd to, you know, when when your coach has to point that out, um, you know, they, they want people to shoot the puck. I, I think Coach Hastings has an appreciation for guys who can shoot the puck and, and get shots on goal, create chances, create opportunities, create scrambles, whatever it might be. Or just go bar down, whatever, <laughs> whatever works, right? Um, is, has that always been the case with you? Have you always been a guy who, who's looking to, to looking to shoot the puck? Uh, I try to be. I think at times I'm a little too generous with uh, how much I want to give the puck <laughs> away. And uh, I think coming in here, I was a little nervous. I didn't want to take any bad shots, so I wanted to always give the puck to some of the older guys. And I think just kind of once I got settled in and took more shots. I, uh, started gaining confidence, I guess, in my shooting ability. And, uh, I felt like it was something I, I'd already had just like had, uh, I guess reopen that door. I mean, that's the reason that, uh, you, you're not on Celia's line anymore. You're both going to shoot the puck too much, right? (laughs) (laughs) Um, well, I mean, and, and you know, it's it's just good to see and, and and the the run that you guys have been on, especially the number of goals you guys have been scoring on the road during this streak. I mean, I know the Lake Superior State series was uh, good to get those home wins after a four game losing streak at home, um, but uh, still felt like you guys could have scored more. But to put up nine goals last weekend, you put up ten goals at Arizona State. Um, you had uh, was it eight goals, I think, at Northern Michigan or nine. You know, you've, you guys are suddenly scoring on the road. Uh, is is there anything that you can pinpoint as to why you guys have had this success suddenly on the road, where you're where you're putting up uh, big numbers compared to at home? Uh, I think it's all just kind of coming through practice. I think guys are starting to gain more confidence, and uh, as you've probably seen, we're having a lot more uh, scoring depth throughout the lineup. Yeah. It's not really the same. Same couple guys scoring every weekend, so I think that's been huge for us is having different guys uh, step up and put some pucks in the back of the net. Yeah, I think, what, 12 players had points on uh, Saturday night at Ferris, and I think uh, 14, uh, 14 players had points over the weekend. And, and uh, yeah, other you know, three goals for uh, Mr. Celia, but uh, really just uh, the, the scoring, the goal scoring was really spread out. And um, I know people like to see that, coaches like to see that because – you don't want to get too one line dependent as much as you want your top line to, to really carry a team, right? You, if you get too one line dependent, then you worry about what would happen if they get shut down on a night. Yeah, no, the, the scoring depth's definitely been huge for us lately since the break. What, uh, you know, I want to ask you, you know, you kind of know, knew the reputation of Minnesota state coming <laughs> in. Um, and, uh, obviously back to back frozen fours, uh, team turns over a lot from, from last season. Um, so, it's not that you didn't experience uh, kind of the, the losing streaks or the struggles or the little bit of a valley 
uh, that this team went through. But what was that like as far as trying to get that back on track and, and, and going through as a freshman, knowing that um, it wasn't like you guys were playing poorly in those games. Some of it was just a lack of scoring or some untimely um, mistakes or good plays by your opponent. But, you know, that's something that this program hadn't experienced in a long time. And as a, as a first-year player in the program, uh, you certainly don't want to be part of you know part of uh, uh, any slippage, but uh, every every team's going to go through that. What what was that like for you as a freshman to try to help a, a program kind of get back on track? Yeah, I mean, obviously it's frustrating when you're losing games, and especially with how close the games were, goal or two here or there, and all of a sudden we're winning the games three two instead of losing them two yep. uh, one. So uh, I think we always had it in us. Uh, as far as how we've been doing lately. Um, but I think all that, like, we go to work every day in practice, and I think we gain a lot of confidence through competing against each other each and every day. And uh, as frustrating as it was, I don't think anybody uh, doubted our abilities. What Do you feel like uh, there's a point where things started to really click for you? I mean, uh, you were the uh, CCHA Rookie of the Month for December. You had three goals at... Uh, sweep at Bowling Green, which is part of an eight-game road uh, winning streak. You, you have those two streaks going on, eight-game uh, overall and an eight-game road streak. Uh, you try to keep them both going this weekend with a home-and-home home against St. Thomas. Um, but is there? did you feel like things kind of clicked ar- around December as you kind of got your feet uh, wet or you still feel like you're trying to figure things out? Yeah, for sure. I think the that Bowling Green weekend was really big for me. Uh, I felt being given opportunities to play on the power play, I really felt like I had to take advantage of that. Uh Um, And at times I felt like I was overhandling the puck and I was passing up good shooting opportunities. And uh, I really felt like that weekend after I got that one power play goal, it really, I guess, relieved some pressure from me that I had uh, built up within myself. But uh, no, I felt like that was a really big weekend for myself and, uh, try to continue, I guess, throughout the, the rest of the season. Probably felt like you guys, uh, you know, needed a, a little shot in the arm for how you played on the road. And, um, you know, when your points are just so hard to come by in, in the league, and I know you, you guys uh, thought you guys got things get back on track and then you slip back uh, against Bemidji the following week. And then obviously uh, a really good start to 2023 undefeated in January. So um, was, was there a, you know, was there a uh, a time, you know, when you're you're kind of feeling out like different ranks and different styles of play and different opponents and you're realizing some of the rivalries and things like that that go all into it because you, you kind of get, uh, you kind of have to experience all of it at once. I mean, from playing those uh, top Minnesota non-conference teams in the beginning of the year to getting into conference play and realizing that, uh, those are always a grind because you guys got a target on your back when you're playing that, them and they're hard ranks to play in and all that. What you know? What, what's all that been like to just kind of take all in over the course of a couple months? Yeah, honestly, I really just think it's been super exciting. Uh, it's been a dream of mine since I was little to play college hockey and uh, for that to be a reality has just been super exciting and I think I've just been trying to take advantage of every day and just been enjoying what I'm doing. Um, as far as week to week goes and teams we're playing, I think nothing really changes, uh, based on who we're playing Friday, Saturday. Uh, 
each week we go in Monday ready to work and uh, I guess prepare a little differently based on who we're playing that weekend. But as far as that, um, nothing much changes. What's that been like to learn about, you know, how this team practices and kind of the expectations going in? Um, you know, people talk a lot about culture all the time. And, and I think there's, uh, whether you call it culture or just the way uh, things are, the way teams practice, the way Coach Hastings and his staff run practices. Um, you mentioned before we started recording that, uh, you know, you've had, you can have a hard couple of days here and there. Tuesdays and Wednesdays can be tough. In the past, I've had players talk about how, you know, sometimes practice is as hard or as intense as uh, a, a game in some cases. Uh, was that something you were prepared for or is that something that you – learned as you went and you know what was that like to kind of figure that part of it out yeah I mean I I had an idea of what the practices and stuff would be like but obviously it's a little different when you're actually in the middle of it um but I I feel like the culture on our team and just how how hard the practices are I feel like they really bring us closer together yeah did you was it uh, eye-opening right away I mean or did you have hard practices in the the junior days too or what what uh what what what's the biggest difference in your mind yeah, I mean, practices in junior are also pretty hard, but uh, I, I don't know if anything really compares to, <laughs> to how hard some of the, the Tuesday, Wednesday practices are here, especially finishing with the skates at the end of some of the practices when you feel sure. like you've already, uh, I guess, gone through so much uh, during the skate. Played that, a full game almost. Yeah. Or, yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, at times I feel like the, the practices are almost harder than the games. I suppose part of it too with junior, like with the number of games that, traditionally you play depending on you know yeah. COVID or, or injuries you're uh you know ga- there's games midweek things like that you're practicing between games where there's this more regimented schedule in college hockey of playing Friday Saturday games and having a regimen of the week you know and what you're going to do right, right? <laughs> yeah no definitely I feel like the uh when you're skating in juniors it's a little different because your, your schedule is kind of changing every week. Uh, I feel like the college schedule is a little more predictable as you're, like you said, playing Friday, Saturday, and uh, you can kind of plan your practice schedule weeks in advance. And uh, at times I feel like the, the junior junior skates are uh, a little different because you're, oh, maybe you're playing a, a Wednesday game and going to have a little lighter skate on the, the Monday, Tuesday. But sure. uh, no, I feel like, uh, the skates here have been really good. You mentioned that uh, you re- you wanted to play college hockey from uh, a, a pretty young age. Um, you know, what were you aware of with college hockey? When did that become something you, you hoped for? I'm sure you probably thought about playing uh, in the NHL too, professional hockey, as all young hockey players do. But you talk about growing up uh, in the game, you know, when you started playing and when did, like, college hockey become something that you were, you know, kind of pointing to? Yeah, of course. Uh I mean, growing up, I didn't really think too much of uh, where I wanted to play junior and sure. beyond that. Obviously, the the end goal has always been the NHL. Um, but I'd say it probably wasn't until I was about 13 or 14 years old playing Bantam hockey where I was uh, got to experience my first college game. Uh, we had like a showcase down in at Notre Dame okay. and got to watch a game there, and I just fell in love with the, the atmosphere and just... Uh, everything that came along with college hockey. Um, I think being from Canada, it's a little different. The I'm always hearing about the hype, but like the Minnesota high school hockey tournament <laughs> right, and right, stuff right. like that. And uh, I just thought it'd be really cool to have that uh, experience playing for your school. 
Um, so who who did you see play on that that game that you kind of fell in love with? It was Notre Dame against somebody else, Minnesota. Was it? Oh, it was funny against, enough. Yeah. Oh, really? Okay. Wow, very. Uh, <clears throat> that was kind of a cool experience. Yeah, and to have my first uh, college game be against Minnesota is kind of pretty cool. How it all lined <laughs> up. Right. Oh, yeah. That's uh, that's pretty yeah, pretty good. You didn't win the game, but you guys won the next night. So yeah. uh, down in Mankato in front of a great crowd. So. That must have been fun to, to experience that. Yeah, no, it was a surreal experience. I think uh, playing in that rink was amazing, and then being able to dress for the, the first home game was super cool experience. Um, and uh, did you you grow up a, around a lot of other players too, I understand, and, and grew up with some uh, some players who were playing the NHL and kind of that your, your neck of the woods that you know really well? Did you grow up playing hockey with them? Yeah, I grew up uh, across the street from Dante Fabro, who uh, he played college hockey at BU and obviously having a pretty successful career in uh, Nashville. And then <clears throat> uh, he always grew up playing with uh, Matt Barzell. So I got pretty close with the two of them and uh, being able to pick their brains when they're back home in the summer and getting to skate with them is uh, pretty cool. That's a, a, that's a cool experience. And, you know, obviously someone who who – who played uh, college hockey and then went on to the NHL and um, yeah, there were some, there were a few games, few, few pretty good uh, MSU BU games in the last, uh, last few years that, that people noted of when they, they played a uh, home and home back to back years. Yeah. It was pretty good. Yeah. So I think uh, just being able to kind of be around them and see, see the way they carry themselves and what they've done to uh, get to the NHL has been uh, pretty cool to be a part of. Obviously, uh, Mavericks will try to keep it rolling this weekend as uh, they play a home-and-home series against St. Thomas. You guys will uh, host the Tommies on Friday night uh, in Mankato and then head up to St. Paul, uh, uh, Mendota Heights, rather. It'll be St. Paul in a couple of years when they build their uh, beautiful new rink on there. I'm a St. Thomas grad, so I'm, um, but I covered the Mavericks for 20 years, so, you know, it's, not like I have loyalty either way, but that's going to be an amazing rink <laughs> that St. Thomas built. Um, but uh, and, and good for college hockey in general. But uh, for now, um, you know, you're, you're another team you got to be careful of, right? I mean, I know they were a team that you uh, you blew out one night, and then they played you pretty tough uh, another night, and um, they've given some teams some fits this year as well. So we got to be careful of, of everybody. Look at the freshman scoring list in uh, the CCHA, which you're on, and there's a few uh, freshman Tommies up ahead of you on that because uh, uh, they're, they're a young team that uh, you got to be careful of. You can't take anybody uh, – uh, you can't overlook anybody, right? Yeah, no doubt. I think our, our league's gotten so competitive, and uh, really you got to respect every team you play each night because uh, – you got to put your best foot forward if you want to win. Well, best of luck this weekend against the Tommies. Looking forward to uh, seeing you guys back home at least for one night. I know there aren't a lot of home games left, and uh, another it'll be incentive to, to go on a deep run in the playoffs, I'm sure. So, uh, thanks for for joining the podcast today. Yeah, thank you for having me. I appreciate it. All right, that's Christian Fitzgerald of the Minnesota State Mavericks. I'm Shane Frederick. This has been the Maverick Hockey Live podcast presented by Duncan. We'll talk to you next week.